0: Today is February 11th, 2020, and you're listening to episode 28 of Man Child and the Old Guy. He's the man child, a bearded 20-something, and I'm the old guy, a cynical Gen Xer. This is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture, faith, politics, and whatever we find interesting. Broadcasting from the basement, because that is where mom lets us, I'm the old guy. And I'm the man child. Welcome to our stream of consciousness. Welcome, welcome. So it's been kind of a, a weird week this week. A little. little, yeah. They still haven't decided on the Iowa caucuses.
1: No, and they're suggesting on doing a re canvas for it where people go stand in other sides of the room again.
0: I, I should say only on the Democrat side, the Republicans. Trump won. Well, yeah. <laughs> It was,
1: what, 96, 94, 96% like that, that uh, the incumbent president won. And there's a Libertarian one as well. But Yeah, uh,
0: Libertarians aren't getting. I'm surprised. Usually, Iowa has a little better support for libertarians.
1: Um, well, I think part of it is if you look at it, you get you got a couple of weird little Democrat candidates that aren't as super left, or at least what I found. Like Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. he kind of pr- portrays himself as a centrist thing, but if you look at his policies while he was oh, yeah, mayor, he's-, he's pretty far left. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, just it's running today man.
0: The nose is running today?
1: Everything's running. I'm, ha- I'm, not, I'm not having a very good day, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not having a good week. It's only Tuesday. Why? Um, well.
0: Well, because your car? Yeah, my car
1: is part of it. So I got, I talked about a couple episodes ago where I got a new Honda Accord. By new, I mean it's uh 25 years old. New so 1995 you. Honda Accord. Yeah. Um, I knew there was issues with it, but I bought it for like two grand, and the idea was I'd get it because it still had a good motor and transmission in it that I'd just keep driving. It had barely hundred thousand on it, which is great for a Honda. Mm-hmm. So I wanted that where I was, I was just gonna keep driving it until I get it to like two hundred thousand or until the thing totally craps out on me. Because um, it had nice wheels, I like could have sold sold the wheels on it to make most of the money back. But, anyways, um, I was driving yesterday with the girl child on our way to Bible study. And we're at Kimber, or not Kimber, Harrison and uh, Central Park, like right at the intersection, driving straight. And my front driver's side wheel decided to turn left. Woohoo! Yeah, 90 degrees. That's,
0: <coughs> that's a blessing of a trip right there.
1: Yeah. It freaks um, out pretty
0: fast, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, well, we were, we were singing uh, the tune of the Beatles tomorrow
0: or something, Ye- yesterday, that's yeah, the song, yesterday. yesterday and I was
1: doing it in the Bernie Sanders voice about never being president and we were just laughing about it and then the wheel turned and I thought I blew a tire that's what it sounded like that I was grinding on the uh, on the actual wheel itself and then I got out and I looked and I'm like ah, well so they ripped the uh, the axle whatever out of the CV joint and out of the boot and everything, there's a bunch of gunk falling out of it, like okay cool, there's a couple <laughs> metal pieces that just broke, Clean through, so I I, I just kind of sat there and tried not to get upset. Had had fun with it, but it was not good. Uh, AAA screwed me over. One of their drivers did when I was having issues trying to get it start during the dead of winter, um, where he was like, "Oh yeah yeah, just call in the morning and get to get it towed because I needed to get towed that night." And he said he didn't bring his tow kit with him, so he'd have to call in the morning. And I was like, "Okay cool yeah, I'll just call in the morning. Good night." Well, what he failed to mention is. Uh, AAA would count that as two separate visits. Yeah, and and two separate toes. Even though the the other guy didn't tell me, but because he just said it's late and he didn't have his toe kit. Thanks. So I had to pay ninety bucks for this, AAA to I, come I need out. to say
0: something right now. This yeah. is the most subdued rant you've ever had.
1: I I dude, I'm I. <laughs> do, do you want me to really get into? I can get did really. Did you into.
0: Did you smoke a mellow bong or something before you came down here?
1: I'm about, the, I'm about to start to the Best Buy <laughs> they they strongly say hey we don't test they encourage us to
0: come on they don't encourage you to smoke dope there
1: my management will talk, we'll talk to other employees about new weeds they're tasting and about mm. how their new Xanax and, you know like there's ones that talk oh I used to do a bunch of cocaine <laughs> now I just do Adderall oh, and I'm like okay cool man I do Jesus but I'm not in high school anymore so I try not to do any hard drugs Thanks. But um, anyway, so they charged me 90 bucks for just getting the AAA guy to come out. And a cop comes and then he's like, I need your license registration. My car's broken down on the side of the road in town. And he's acting like I'm about to get arrested. It's kind of how the I need your registration. I need your ID. I need everything from you. And he's like, super serious. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like,
0: do you have to. Well, no, no offense, but you do look like a criminal.
1: Because I'm white and I have long hair and a beard. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, had that, then the triple I triple triple, I, triple I, 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 AAA <laughs> came out and they uh, towed it over to Q C Auto where I've been. So if you live in the Quad Cities, definitely go to Q C Auto. I like them. A guy named Scott will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out today, because uh, this happened yesterday, that the uh, tow truck dropped my truck or dropped my car off, you know, with the front wheel, it doesn't move and everything, on the other side of their parking lot. So they had no way, uh, Cucioro did, of getting the car and picking it up and moving it into their shop because it was too far away. They have little dollies and things like that, but nothing that can go like you know all the way across their parking lot. It's just made to kind of pick it up from a parking spot and kind of roll it yeah. in. So they had to call another tow truck to come just to move it from a parking spot to the front of their garage. Classic. And it cost me another fifty dollars to do that. Ka-ching. Yeah. Um, then talking to the guys over there, it's one of two things. One is I just have to fix a little part on the car and uh, some uh, joint or something and then uh then the wheel would be able to drive. It'll cost me 4 to 500 bucks. Cool, I guess. If it's way more and there's bent stuff, it's going to cost me between they said like 15 to 3 grand.
0: Thank you very much. I we get the timestamp on that one,
1: yeah. <laughs> make that the opening part of the show. Um, so I'm dealing with that, so I'm trying to decide on whether or not I really need to keep this car if it's going to be a good car or not. Or, um, Lou Jacks has a, another Honda Fit, the 2010, it's the model I like that's you know 106,000 miles. Put that in, put put that in for a trade in, then put some down payment and make st- still stupid monthly payments until I own the car, and then say, Yippee Kaye. Movie maker, <laughs> that's I got that. Then I got all my classes with teachers that are demanding, like, just mm-hmm. I just don't care. They're, and you, they're demanding things and you like you
0: get married in four weeks,
1: yeah, 32 days, 32 days, 32, 32 day fiance,
0: yeah.
1: So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, so there, there's all that going on. And then I'm also starting to, like, sink in and talk, think about the whole moving process into the apartment mm-hmm. from the house, which shouldn't be too bad. But we, we we've like, kind of talked about maybe moving somewhere else versus the apartment, but yeah, just, I don't know. The Quad Cities is expensive for no reason. Um, there's not much to do here, but they'll charge rent like there is. <laughs> so places where it makes sense to have an apartment um, will charge you, like... 15 to 1800 bucks a month with minimum utilities paid with it and it's in the middle of nowhere and it's not even near the interstate like it's near the interstate but you got to take like 10 minutes to get on the interstate cuz it's you know it's in your backyard but you got to go across anyways <laughs> so i got all this stuff kind of just what i'm just exhausted i've got so much stuff just weighing on my mind that i do even just a
0: random jumble of
1: that's what it feels like I'm just exhausted, and I'm trying to deal with a bunch of stuff and my classes. That's one of the things just weighing on me because I, I'm wondering why am I even in these classes to get this degree when um, half of them, what, what I think I might just do for like my history class, I don't care if my history teacher doesn't like it. You're not supposed to work ahead. His, all the assignments are open until mm-hmm. the, the class is done. And like I've told you, I think last last week I said on that class, all I have to do is just take the self-test. Then when it says retake, I just open it in a new tab. Mm -hmm. And I can see all the right and wrong answers from the last one. And I do that all five takes. And that gives me all the answers that will be on the full test. (laughs) So I can just do that. I'm just going to do that for all those. And then all Mm -hmm. the – I'm going to do all the easy stuff up until the class is done, like all the way through the 16 weeks. And then not have to worry about it. For the rest of the time, and I can focus on my other classes. You don't think
0: that you'll get in trouble for doing that? They downgrade you. What
1: well, can they down? I don't. Oh, whatever. What does it matter at this point? I don't care. I'm just gonna get stuff done. <laughs> like I don't. I don't care. I'm. I, I'm passing, which is way more than I thought I would be at this point. I thought I would be flunking every one of my classes. I have yet to do that. So.
0: Well, you. Well, you did statistics, right?
1: Yeah, I failed statistics, and then I had to retake it. It was which was my bad. I took the a 16 week version of statistics which when you, w- for all those kids listening that are going to college and you're doing something online or even in, in class take the 8 week version of the class they'll tell you that it's the accelerated so it's much faster what they don't tell you is that because it's so much faster they leave out a lot of material mm-hmm. so you don't have to cover things and actually the teachers are way more lenient in the 8 week than they are in the 16 weeks in 16 week by the time you're taking your final um, they're way more serious. Eight-week, there is no midterm. There are no unit exams. It's just, you know, just a quiz, 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 quiz. All right, here's a final just quiz. It's not even an exam or anything. There just you go. a quiz. There's
0: your weekly tip from man-child and the old guy.
1: Yeah, don't go to college.
0: That is not what you're saying. No no, 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 Be smart about the classes you're taking. That's what you're
1: saying. That's right. Go get a Rhodes Scholarship. No. Yeah. yeah. Globalist no, no, hippies.
0: No. <laughs> well, maybe this will help you feel better. All right. So somebody gets an Oda Award this week. So a pizza craving Kentucky fugitive arrested when he picks up order at the pizza place. The same time the local sheriff shows up. Huh? So, so he's out, he's a wanted man and he's going out to a local archery tournament and, uh, or I guess the sheriff was going to a local archery tournament. So he's stopping to get some pizza and, um, When he walked in, he noticed this guy that has been on the wanted list. And um, anyway, he got arrested right there on the spot.
1: Oh, did he get to eat his pizza, though? (laughs) I mean, could you put him in the back of the cop car with the pizza? Yeah. Especially if it's Papa John's. Right. That's the best.
0: But a tip out there for you felons who are wanted.
1: Don't go public places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get the pizza delivered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay the extra five bucks.
1: Hey, Little Caesars delivers now. I don't know how much they charge, but they do deliver, so really? I, I didn't realize that. There you go. That's one way you can not get arrested. Is I mean the first one's not to commit a crime. The second one is order your pizza.
0: Yeah, it always best to start out with your first advice. Don't, don't get do arrested. criminal activities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm trying to save it's you here. It's the
1: same difference. Come on. I mean, don't get arrested
0: means do the crime so you don't get caught. I would rather say to people, don't do the crime.
1: Just don't get caught. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't get caught, man. If you if you can cheat on your taxes and not get caught, don't get caught. I'm not saying to do it or not. I'm just saying don't get caught, right? That's all I'm That's all I'm saying. But, anyways, so we're looking so, at the news. Yep. News, K N E W Z.
0: Yeah, the aggregate side here. So right now, Kolbuchar is winning New Hampshire,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: Bernie's in a close second. And most of the headlines here, um, that are saying Bernie is now the front runner for the Democratic Party.
1: Yeah, one of the guys I've talked, I uh, I listen to on YouTube um, is uh, Tim something. Tim talk. Some whatever he he had a Joe Rogan show at some point. That's when mm-hmm. I caught on to him. Um, he's kind of like a independent li- liberal, independent. So he follows a lot of this stuff, but he man he he's critical on all sides of the spectrum. Uh, he he was talking about how Bernie is the front runner. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Buttigieg, uh, for some reason, just kind of shows up more. His thesis and a couple other people's theses, thesi. They've discussed is that um, if you look at the field, everyone is ancient. You know, Trump was late 60s when he started running. Mm-hmm. Now he's in his 70s. Uh, but you get people like uh, uh, Biden, who I think is actually older than Bernie. He's 70-something. Uh, no, li- I don't think we're... I th- I think Biden is older than Bernie, okay. even though Bernie's got that old man kind of thing. Where he talks, he's from Vermont, McCartney State. We'll Keep uh, talking. While yeah, I look yeah it so up. some people are assuming that the thing that why they want like a Buttigieg.
0: Okay, Bernie Sanders is seventy eight, and Joe Biden is seventy seven.
1: Okay, so they're pretty close. Well, okay, the, for the so by the time they if, if they complete their first term, they'll be eighty years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be eighty two. For uh, Bernie, that, that's really old. That's that's actually that's above the average age for an American's life span. For yeah,
0: I, think, I think seventy, Social Security says the average lifespan right now for men and women in the U.S. is seventy-eight.
1: Yeah, so he's he's already there. <laughs> he's he could die anytime.
0: Oh come on, he's like a robot now. They...
1: I'm sure they're putting stuff in him. Um, but yeah. I'm getting off track. The whole thing with Buttigieg is that for some reason, because he's younger, people are voting for him versus Bernie or Biden. I'm crying out I don't know why you'd vote for him um, or any of the other candidates. Uh, people are just kind of like, mm, you know, we're good, but he's also gay, which I guess means something. I, like, it just, I just, I don't see why people want to vote for, Budajec, because there's not there's nothing appealing about him. They
0: like to pronounce his name. Buttigieg. Well, now they're now he's being called the White Obama.
1: Yeah, I totally see it. I totally can see a, a White Obama aesthetic with him. But again, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything as where like I would understand why anyone was would want to vote for uh, Buttigieg. other than he's young, he's white, and he's gay, and he's pretty far left. But he's like that weird far left where.
0: Um, what well, nobody knows how far left he is.
1: That's the thing is where he's like he's, he says stuff.
0: When he started going really progressive, his numbers started dropping, and then so he stopped talking about details, and now his numbers have come back up. But if he is the nominee, he's going to start talking about the details of what he wants to do, and then eventually that's going to nip him in the bud because independents might like <laughs> independents don't want to vote for somebody who's really far left or really far right. They like things down the middle so yeah and that's the reality of this election coming up that 40 38 40 percent of people are going to vote for the democratic candidate no matter what 38 40 percent of the republicans are going to vote for the republican candidate no matter what and so you're dealing with this 20 percent in the center that's when the when the prime when the primaries are done and it's down to two two candidates plus the independents or the libertarians um, that's really what they're fighting over right now is this 20%. And if you go really wickety-wickety-whack either way, right or left, you'll lose a lot of that 20 percentile. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: arguably, you could go super, super far left, super, super far right, and you'd actually collect some people from the other side. But that's a, that's my own political theory that I think the political spectrum is actually a circle it is not.
0: Well, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. The more you go to the right towards fascism and the more you go to the left towards communism, those are actually two peas in a pod. The only difference being is private property rights mm-hmm. and how we view an individual. Yeah. So fascism still views people as an individual but allows people to have private property more or less – Communism obviously views the collective of people, not the individual. The state matters in communism, and they own all the property and the means of production. Yeah, so
1: I view it as you have socialism, which uh, they decide all the choices for you, and then fascism decides what choices they will give you. Yeah. That's the the easiest way I've decided to give it. Either way, they're controlling exactly the same outcome. Do you want the black car or do you want the white car? See, we give you uh, freedom. We give you freedom of choice. That's like when quarters. I was growing
0: up, the joke always was in the Soviet Union, "Oh, they had a free election. Guess how many people were on the ballot?
1: For one and a half. One,
0: yeah. You know, so Gorbachev and Khrushchev.
1: There's like always one. Wasn't there like always one extra guy that's on there, but he gets voted out like pretty pretty early on.
0: I I just remember that they would have ballots with one person on them, and then call it a free election.
1: It's free election. You don't <laughs> need the vote. It's, you'd pay no money to vote. You just yeah. take taxes.
0: Now, one thing out of New Hampshire I thought was interesting is, do you know about this Ditchville? Ditchville. D- Dixville, I should say. Dixville. Yeah. Do you know,
1: this is always. Is this is Judge's hometown.
0: No, this is in New Hampshire.
1: Oh, okay. I just looked at the name and I thought, oh,
0: gosh. Well, Dixville Notch is this little community. It only has five residents. <laughs> but they pride themselves on being the first primary in the United States. And so they always vote at midnight. Mm-hmm. And so of their five votes, three of them were right in for Bloomberg. What? And then uh, and then one for Bernie Sanders and one for Buttigieg.
1: Gimme Christmas. That <laughs> so, is the one oh, of the weirdest things ever.
0: Yeah, so the early, very early on, at one minute past midnight, Bloomberg was in the lead. <laughs>
1: Bloomberg was in the lead.
0: <laughs> By a massive 300%. You know? Yeah.
1: It, well, you know, the weird thing is, for New Hampshire, they actually have a, uh, in their, I think it was in their state constitution or something that says they have to be the first state for primaries and, and things yeah. like that. And the, that's why Iowa has a caucus and not a primary, so that they could be first with it, which is a weird...
0: Well, actually, many years ago, uh, New Hampshire and Iowa were battling to be the first place anything uh-huh. happened and then new hampshire moved their date back and i would move their date back and that kept going so they settled on this that Iowa would be the first caucus and new hampshire would be the first primary yeah although they're trying to get rid of the caucus now in iowa because of a lot of uh, there's some conspiracy theories that the dnc wanted this to happen so that they could go more hmm. get rid of the caucus and go more towards uh just a primary vote but yeah
1: even though it's not popularly vote. Um, but with that being said, as of right now, the New Hampshire vote sits at, uh, like you said, Golbuchar, Bernie, Elizabeth. Um, but in fourth place is Andrew Yang, which I found very interesting because while I'm not technically a member of the Yang gang and I used to kind of despise his policies, out of everyone I'd probably vote for him, um, I, I was just kind of surprised he's beating Biden and Buttigieg and I guess Gabbard and didn't never actually formally dropped out.
0: Yeah, Gabbert um, got 3% of the
1: vote, I think. 3.7%. Um, Tom Steyer has 37 Bloomberg has 0, 0, 0.00. So it's only 1% of precincts reporting with that. There's 24 delegates in the whole state you can really get. It says in progress, and it was updated four hours ago, and I've just been kind of going through it because I'm mm-hmm. very interested in this because so far Yang has beaten uh, Buttigieg and Steyer and Bloomberg. Um but I also thought it was kind of weird that uh, Klobuchar was, yeah, up front. Um,
0: well, this last debate, everybody she who, she did a she's yeah, everybody the only one not screaming her head off. Yeah, everybody who I kind of trust as a pundit on either side of the aisle said that they felt Klobuchar won this last debate. So, but there's still two and a half hours of voting left. Polls close at 8 p.m. in New Hampshire, which mm-hmm. for our time here is um, two and a half hours. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: I'll say this: if uh, Andrew Yang wins this, I will buy something from his merch. Oh, okay. I'll do that. That's that's what I'll do that now. I will say that if Andrew Yang can uh, win this prime win, win the technical first primary or come in second, I would say one or because I think because like in the caucus, Bernie and Buttigieg won honestly. Mm. You're one like one point away from each other. So if he can come in like first or second, I'll buy his merch and where, and we'll put it on our Facebook page. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So. so the one last funny thing that I found was Biden has done so poorly in New Hampshire. He's left the state already. He's not even sticking around really post primary. Uh, yeah, he's already down in South Carolina. Uh, the chances of anybody else taking South Carolina besides him are pretty strong. So, um, he he knows his first primary win is probably going to be South Carolina, so he just ditched New Hampshire and took off to South Carolina to start campaigning while everybody else is still up in well, New Hampshire I, partying from their win.
1: Yeah, I think uh uh Biden, I think it was in New Hampshire when Biden called one chick a, a lying dog faced <laughs> pony soldier, and yeah. and no one can actually verify what the heck he's talking about because none of his references they're like. Uh, his, his staffer said something about it being related to a John Wayne movie, but yeah. he started in like over 160 movies, and there's no way you can track down this and that. There's like really vague movies. There's one from the 50s that someone, where an Indian called someone a pony soldier because that's what they called Redcoats. But it's, why would he ever mention that? First of all, why would you call one of your prospective voters that? <laughs> but then why would you bring that up? That's a 70 year old film. That's not. Yeah.
0: That's not well, the vernacular. He's had the top of his head taken off several times, right? They chopped my head off. <laughs> the more I listen to, you know, if he ran, in,
1: when he there, the theory was that he was going to run in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. That was the hope for everyone that he it's would just run in 2016. That
0: his son died, so
1: yeah, um, we, he probably would have won. Honestly, Well, here's the thing that, that that's how it looked in 2016 uh, when they're like, oh, Biden could run. He seemed. Up front, like a VP, I didn't like him or really agree with him, but he definitely had a good confidence with him. Man, I'm ooh, now that he's now, I don't know what the heck happened the last four years, but or three and a half years. He's, he's gone of the, nuts. He like the he's, top of
0: his head taken off.
1: was it in the last four years yeah. or that? Yeah, so I don't know what happened other than you know, probably a bunch of drug abuse. And he's, his,
0: well, he's getting senile.
1: Yeah, he's in his late 70s. That's yeah. what I don't understand about this stuff. Um, you know, like Bernie. He seems like a cool dude. I everyone says they like talking to him. He seems like a nice guy. I'd love to go meet him. Um, probably wouldn't vote for him.
0: Well, there's no way I would vote for him.
1: Yeah, beyond policy. Guy, beyond policy, he's just ancient.
0: There's a lot of financial experts that say if he becomes the Democrat nominee, he is actually going to take the stock market just by becoming the nominee.
1: Really? You yeah. think like, the stock market's there's good? There's
0: several, several prominent financial people who say... He his his ideas for the economy are so wackadoodle, and they're going to spend so much money, that and raise taxes so high that he's going to tank the stock market overnight just by becoming the nominee, not even getting elected.
1: I mean, I can see that. I the the other day, um, last week, some of my friends, uh, my coworker James and Christian, we decided at like ten o'clock at night to go to a village and drink coffee and eat cheeseburgers, which is a really weird mix, but whatever. And we were talking about politics and. Uh, we can, We just kind of came to this idea where none of us agree politically or religiously and everything, although we have very similar backgrounds. And we kind of came to this point where everyone's looking at something as a very black and white subject, where people say, uh, America can't be socialist, and they say, oh, it shouldn't be capitalist. So either it has to be totally socialist, it has to be totally capitalist. But then socialists say that, um, well, America's already got socialist programs, and then capitalists claim that oh, well, socialism never works here, and...
0: yeah here's the because I, I have friends that always tell me well the public schools are socialist no they're socialized because they're still you elect this local school board to oversee mm-hmm. those kind of things socialism would be the government completely running the schools but at least we still have elected officials that are the intermediary intermediary between the government and and the school system so it, it is socialized where we're all paying a portion to run the schools, but that doesn't mean it's a socialism type of structure because it's really not.
1: Yeah, it's it. That, that's not a the government owns it per se. It's the community owns yeah. that. A community can march into a public school and basically shut it down if it really wants to. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but that's I what that was the gist of what we were talking about is that we, we all agree that there are certain things that should be socialized. You know, uh, like I don't see I, I I personally think there should be a social security net how that's carried out. I disagree with the way other people want to do it, especially our government. I think your social security number should basically be tied to a bank account where they take on a certain amount of your income and it just goes into that account. It cannot be touched until you turn a certain age. Um, Well, there's been talk about
0: that, but people start going ballistic. I, I personally think that the, if the government's going to keep social security, they should do something along that lines and just pick an arbitrary year. Like anybody who's born in 2030, you're under a new system everybody else gets the old system but if you know they could make an arbitrary date now that says 2030 yeah. kids that aren't even a twinkle in their parents eyes yet but if you're born after 23rd january 1st 2030 then you get the new system that's portable you do your own investments but it could be all in the united states bonds who cares yeah but I, i've in a couple of financial classes we've uh as um extra credit and such we we totaled up what we've paid into social security so far this was i was probably in my mid-40s when i was taking a class like this and the amount of money that i'm projected to get when i retire at 67 and a half
1: it's nowhere near what you put in no
0: i would have been a multi-millionaire if i would have all the taxes over time i'd been put in and the of course i'm a child of the 80s so and i started working early when i was 14 so all that money would have carried through several ups and downs in the stock markets that doubled and tripled and quadrupled money, and a lot of that would have been stock splits and such. So that money would would still be huge right now compared to what happens to it right now, which is basically it comes in one door and goes out another.
1: Yeah, it, it it just doesn't exist. So I you know I think that should be a socialized program. Um, I think certain. I don't think there should be like an NI, uh, an IHS, and what is it in the UK. Um, NIH. Their health system. Yeah, their health system. I, I don't. There's this kind of screwy. It's always weird. I didn't like the Canada one. I think there should be certain aspects, um, like emergent care kind of things. I think I could see that being uh, socialized to a certain extent per city. So the city has emergent cares, not emergency rooms or anything. Doctors, you still have insurance. You steal this stuff. But just emergency things yeah, so would be you, covered. You need
0: major medical insurance, not. If you're going into a
1: surgery, you still have to pay for it. But if it's like, oh, I broke my arm, I need to get it in a cast, you can go to an emergency room and a doctor is going to put in a cast for you. Now, any follow up you have with your doctor after that's your own yeah. thing. But then the first step.
0: Well, that's some of. There's been several initiatives in recent years to do a universal basic care plan that doesn't involve anything with hospital stays, or mm-hmm. but to give you your basic checkups. Um, no. kind of wellness program, kind of stuff. That, and if you need a antibiotic because you have a sinus infection, those kind of one off things.
1: Or a doctor just comes in, signs a piece of paper, and walks out. There, yeah. There's no. But that's
0: the the socialized part of healthcare could be that. But you still maintain insurance for exactly you know getting your head chopped off and getting it sewed back it, on or
1: yeah being a, a Joe Biden and those are all the things that I can there, there are a plethora of things that I can see to an aspect being socialized and that's that's where it makes me a little different from my you know quote unquote Republican community even some of my coworkers that um, they don't invite me to do certain Republican things which is what I found out um, is that the Republican community here doesn't like me which is interesting so a lot of the colleges have events where like they all meet up to Mm. even my college they all meet up to go watch debates with other Democrats and Republicans and things like that and they discuss things civilly I'm never invited because no one likes my views (laughs) which is so woo woo um, which I, I don't know if that's good that's or bad, the, but like, man
0: child little guy way, right? We're, well,
1: yeah, no one likes we, me because I, I'll sit there inside with a like a democrat, so, like a social view. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Republican view, I'm like, yeah, 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 I agree with that. I think you put them together. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, you can't do that. No, 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 you can't do both. No, You're, yeah, you have to be black or white.
1: Uh, yeah, and I, 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 I don't, um, you know, it's just, what that social Republican thing or whatever it is. I, I don't know, social conservative. Yeah, so I would definitely be interested if, um, you know, you got Bernie Sanders and you submerged him in some warm water and pulled it out, and whatever that water was, you dumped it and said that was his policy. I could probably get behind that maybe, <laughs> um, but the full concentrated, you know, salt block that is Bernie Sanders, I can't get behind. Now, Andrew Yang thinks a little more of my speed, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: there's bits and pieces of different candidates that you can get behind. Yeah. In but other... in the end, you're still a Trump supporter? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I think he he he's done better than other people. So, yeah. I uh, John Stossel did a good, the bad, and ugly on him. He's good at what he does. He's mm-hmm. um, bad at spending. And he's just an ugly bully. I don't like the bad at spending. I don't like the ugly bully. But I think um, everything else kind of outweighs it to an extent. I think the economy's well, grown to a point where... Uh, he it, uh,
0: He's talked about... Um, Controlling spending in his next term, so let's see if he actually, if he gets reelected, if he actually does that, because that's my, I again, I didn't vote for the guy,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I want the president of the United States to have a certain decorum, and Trump has no, no scruples. Yeah, so that's my main put off there, but um, the concept of him when he was running for election was talking about controlling spending and all he's done is this always, it always happens with Republicans. They will cut taxes and the deficit gets larger underneath their, because they never stop spending. If you cut taxes, you have to cut, you have to cut spending at the same time. They won't do that. And then a Democrat will get elected. They'll raise taxes and shorten the deficit, but they don't cut spending either. And so the spending just keeps getting way out of proportion where, Right now, it's a trillion dollars a year that Trump is on track to add to the national debt during his presidency. Here's what a they should do. A trillion dollars a year. Here's what they should do.
1: They make it so, hey, if you want to donate to lower the deficit, you are more than welcome to. And guess what? It is tax deductible. <laughs> uh, hear this. Just tell people it's tax deductible if you just write a check and give it to the government to pay off yeah. the deficit. And then you're just going to have these people that are going to be like, "I'm such a good democrat. I'm going to donate my name Tom Steyer. I'm going to donate my wealth to the government. I mean, to to end the um overspending, here's a big check. It's tax deductible." Half, <laughs> More half of our national
0: debt is made up as it is.
1: I know, but here's the thing. They don't even realize they're getting taxed. They're willingly giving me the money if I was the president like it's tax deductible. You're giving the government $50,000. Okay, write it off on your taxes. You already the, gave us 50,000 more than what you were did c- you expecting. Did you hit your
0: head on the way down to the basement? No, today? what do you mean? What do you mean? I I'm
1: serious. You could definitely do that right now. Just set up an NGO that that gets in control of federal spending and whatever.
0: That's called the Federal Reserve Bank. Morons don't know that.
1: Just call it some other thing, and then if you give us money, we'll control it. We'll put it in the, the lower the debt, and then your name goes on a billboard and blah 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 blah. blah and we'll give you a fancy little metal uh, titanium card to carry with you, saying you lowered the debt by this much money. You're so cool, so fancy. We love you. Who are uh, you
0: imitating right now?
1: I don't know anyone in New York or maybe the Pennsylvania area that kind of has anything to do with money, and might be a uh, Eskinabi Jew at some point. I don't know.
0: For crying no. out. Yeah. I mean, the Federal Reserve floats out U.S. Treasury notes that have no backing. We buy them, and then we give the government money out of that Treasury note because we buy, buy that Treasury note. And then after so many years, then we get our money back. But there's no money to back that up. Like, half of the national debt has is sold on the backs of Treasury notes with mm-hmm. no backing. I mean, we're basically just a huge debtor nation now. And the number one... Debt holder is American citizens.
1: Yeah, it's not China. It's not, not China. China. Jap-
0: usually China and Japan are pretty even on mm-hmm. na- on a owning of U.S. debt. But um, So let's skip topics now, since you're going off the deep end of that, and talk a little about, about this coronavirus. Or now it's known as COVID. COVID, yeah, COVID-19.
1: Which is the dumbest thing ever, because COVID, C stands for, or CO stands for coronavirus, V stands for virus, uh, the V-I stands for virus, and the D stands for disease, so it's a coronavirus, virus, disease. Yeah. What? Who decided
0: that? Well, that's probably coming out of the U.S. government. It's so dumb, because <laughs> coronavirus
1: itself is supposed to be a categorical thing that means a coronavirus is a special kind of yeah. thing. There's a bunch of other names that are underneath
0: like it. like the Wuhan flu. The Wuhan flu? Kung yeah. flu.
1: If they named it the Kung flu, can you imagine the backlash the WHO so, would get? Yeah.
0: Well, we're seeing all kinds of epidemics coming out all over the place. A couple stories, a headline here, coronavirus could infect 60% of the global population if unchecked.
1: I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I think... I feel
0: bad for these people that are stuck on these ships.
1: Oh, yeah, the ones that, like, no country will take them, so they're yeah. just jumping back and forth.
0: Yeah. So right now, China's reporting 42,708 infections, and there are about 100 deaths per day.
1: Yeah, and it, it, all it does is give you pneumonia, correct, mm-hmm. And w- which again is well, treatable. All
0: the, well, pneumonia is one of those things that can cascade really fast. So this isn't that much different. The death toll right now, my understanding is it's not all whole lot different from worldwide flu epidemics. Right. So, you know, d- if it
1: crosses the flu epidemic, that's when...
0: Well, it's... They're calling it a pandemic now, so... But the but the main thing here is that these diseases don't call you, kill you directly. There's always an ancillary reason that you died, such as your immune system got so depressed because of this virus that pneumonia mm-hmm. takes over. and So, pneumonia is one of those things, if you don't catch it early, or you've got other Risk factors like you're diabetic or you're a senior citizen or a child, where your body's not as strong. Pneumonia can easily kill you because it fills your lungs up with water, basically, and you drown to death. Mm-hmm. So, um, because of the infection, these things go on. So it's um, the the crazy thing about the coronavirus is a couple of the stories here talk about how um, it flares up, then it goes into remission, and then it can come back. Kind of like the herpes virus does, so some people could be carrying for a really long time. I
1: I think the No Agenda podcast said something about people could um oops people could get sick and then there's like a 14 day incubation period where it's like uh it was them or someone else who talked about it where you'd get it and you'd immediately start getting sick and then it like dies off and you feel fine for like 14 or 20 days or something and then it like comes it back come but back. in that period. You're still Everyone contagious. else is getting sick. Yeah. yeah, so it's like when I had the mono, I didn't, I felt fine, but all through that time where I was, I felt fine, I was, I could get other people sick, so that's why I had to be secluded to a room and just watch the matrix over and over.
0: Yeah, and so we've got a story here uh, in a little town outside Omaha, Nebraska, Ashland, where there's a National yep, Guard base. Yep,
1: that's the first FEMA base. FEMA yep. camp,
0: FEMA camp was there, and they've uh, started receiving visitors, and they're going to be stuck in that camp for two weeks. They're going to die there. I hope not. But um, people will say, "Why Ashland, Nebraska?" Well, it's pretty close to the University of Nebraska Med Center, one of the best hospitals in the world. We're, yeah, they they developed one of the Ebola vaccines. So, and then we also have
1: a major uh, military stuff there. So,
0: not in Ashland, but yeah, and near, yeah, within sixty miles. Yeah, um,
1: they can nuke it if they need to.
0: So the crazy thing is now uh, Beijing is. Well, Beijing has released the Chinese police to go out and start uh, arresting people that are presumed to be infected by the virus. Yep. Um, the the crazy thing is, is that your neighbors can turn you in saying, we think this person has the virus and the police come and get you. Um, which uh, about a week ago, a couple of my uh, Facebook friends uh, were posting, oh, China's the only type of system... In the world that can control this virus because they can put entire communities on lockdown, unlike the United States.
1: Yeah, because that's what I really want. Yeah.
0: I (laughs) I want the government to come and, you know, put me in shackles, throw me in a death box. It
1: reminds me of that movie uh, Time or Out of Time or whatever that had uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, where it's like you have to buy your way past a little guard post into the next... Like uh, caste system in society. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, they lock down your little area. You're the poor neighborhood. The ring outside of that's a nicer one. Than there's yeah. the middle class, upper middle class, and elite.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's... I don't know. It, it's getting a little spooky, but uh, when you really look at all the data, um, I don't think it's going to be this.
1: I think it's going to be fine. I don't think... They're like 60% yeah. of the population could be infected within 30 days if left unchecked. Well, here are th- here's what I think is going to happen you got a bunch of morons that just sit around playing video games in their basement they're not going to get sick so I think I, th- I think the people that do get sick are wusses they'll call them to work for two weeks and they magically just it's America no one's going to get sick and then at the distance I I just think if people in the US start getting sick it's going to be sanctuary cities people taking dumps on the sidewalk are the ones that are all going to start dying get people like the quad Cities people are going to be like well oh, I don't feel good I'm just not going to go into work for two weeks I think
0: oh, I got corona
1: I got Corona. Gulp,
0: gulp. Oh, that's
1: a different thing, Harold.
0: (laughs) And with that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge all our Stream of Consciousness listeners out there. We appreciate all of you for listening and adding to the value of this podcast. When you share your Stream of Consciousness with us, you're helping to produce the show. And uh, we're now streaming on eight different platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Overcast, and uh, a few found value in our podcast please utilize the anchor app to support us uh and support the show making a donation in any value that you've received we really appreciate it they help keep us podcasting and helps make you a producer of the show
1: yeah and support links can be found through our website www.bloodpumpmedia.com you can also cross your streams of consciousness with ours by emailing us at bloodpumpmedia at gmail.com we want you to interact with each other as well as with us so look for manchild and the old guy on facebook as well as old as as the old guy has time he is posting the episodes on our youtube channel so subscribe and share through our youtube channel as we post episodes there
0: so there's a lot of spots for everybody to communicate and communicate with us but we'd love to hear from you love to hear your suggestions comments complaints like Manchild belching into the microphone all the I time i want to hear
1: it. i want to argue with you for every five dollars <laughs> that you donate i will donate one
0: <laughs> Woo. yeah 20 percent, 20 percent top off um so sharing also you can share links of the episodes with others if you found something interesting in the show share it with your friends um get more people listening that's always great more people talking the better and we want um to tell you to tell others about this stream of consciousness as we've been talking to you Oh, Cross oh, the there. streams. There you Across go. Cross the streams. I love this it's plan. Fun. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. <laughs> Every show I mess that up. I, it's okay. Why is it so hard? Well, I just have to touch a button. It,
1: it is thermodynamics at work, yeah. so it's very difficult.
0: That's true. Um, so I wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, the next article, I get. Clicked up here uh, that people like Michael Bloomberg who are spending a ton on um, advertising for the US election uh, they're starting to pay uh, Instagram influencers money to support them uh-huh. so like uh, in San Francisco there's a, uh, a food and travel blogger Alicia Kronziak uh, the Bloomberg campaign approached her to earn $150 by making content about why she supported the billionaire Democratic candidate Bloomberg in the U.S. election. So what, how do you feel about politicians paying influencers to do this kind of stuff?
1: I don't think it necessarily matters. Um, not, like, uh, look, I'll look right here. This part says conservative students group Turning Point USA has all also built a network of more than 100 unpaid social media ambassadors who they invite to events and gift branded swag, whatever mm-hmm. I've contacted these dudes. They've contacted me. I've talked to several of them. Um, they're the biggest shills you'll ever meet in your life. They're like, Hey man, great idea. Let's link up. And that's yeah. it. You know, they're, they're They, they are, they use LinkedIn, not as a resume builder, but as a social network. Those are the kind of people that turning point USA has, but mm-hmm. they make good content. Some of their, some of their shows, uh, like Candace Owens. But in general, the whole thing, paying an influencer on YouTube to support you really doesn't mean much. I mean, it, anyone that, that follows that influencer or creator or YouTuber, TikToker, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> no one takes their point of view, like, seriously. Oh. Some people watch ah. – well, here's the thing. The people I know that watch a lot of the, the content on, uh, let's, let's say, like, Instagram – they're little, like, short videos. People watch it for entertainment. Mm-hmm. They, anytime it gets into a, here's my thoughts on something, they just switch off. Like, when Cardi B or and stuff has some kind of opinion about things, um, they just switch it off. People just, they just don't care because they sound so unintelligible while they're speaking. And, like, I was doing this thing, like, man, Bill Bloomberg, he's got, like, the nice knife hair. Like, it ain't yeah. even, like, Trump hair. And he, like, doesn't even do a pr- 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 no one cares you know if you want to pay someone cool I think it's pretty obvious now a, a model that does work is showing up for shows like the Joe Rogan uh, show or the, H, the H3 the H podcast or a couple so of these other so up to be interviewed for a podcast Andrew Yang's done it Bernie Sanders has mm-hmm. done it um, a lot of those candidates they'll just show up to like for me, what is a very culturally relevant podcast in a very niche community, they'll just show up and like, have fun rolling in on a scooter. Like, Hey guys, what's up then? They just have a really frank conversation. Not, and it's not even about like their political views. Yeah. It's there's an advertisement in a sense that they're running for president, but in general, it's just having a really frank discussion. That's not uh prompted and scripted. That means something versus, Hey guys, vote for Klobuchar because I can't pronounce her name and it's a cool one. Yeah, it's
0: way better than Buttigieg.
1: Okay,
0: it's not that big a deal to me because I don't watch. If that if, that if
1: Brad Pitt made a comment about Trump at the Oscars, right? He made like two seconds of a comment. Did. Did it affect the stock market? Did it make people want to vote more for Trump or not vote for had, Trump?
0: Nobody was watching. so uh, I, I, I glanced I at it. I bet more, it, it more didn't people matter. saw it like on a Facebook post or YouTube than they actually did on the actual show.
1: People that already like someone that's willing – anyone that would be like, yeah, I'll take Bloomberg's money to um, you know promote him mm-hmm. on my show already has expressed interest in that candidate most likely. So any of the audience seeing that is just being fed back what they already agree with. So it doesn't change anything. So they
0: exist in an echo chamber. At, yeah. You know, um, confirmation bias.
1: Yeah, and then there's other creators where like um, Casey Neistat on YouTube, he he in the 2016 election, he said, I don't usually talk about politics. and I like his creative stuff. But he's a great fil- uh, filmmaker. and Anyway, um, and he's like, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton and you saw a huge Ooh, and his views people were just like nope because his audience wasn't built around that idea of politics or his views he just had like life views and principles and lifestyle hacks and whatever and then instantly coming with that there were some people like oh you're so cool oh yes and the other ones are just like me I just kind of like yeah I'll stop watching it for a while hmm. and then I came back and then he talked about it in an interview at one point about uh, I don't really necessarily you know upset that I made that comment I probably wouldn't have made it now because it's just director show yeah and that's what it is if you have an audience built around like your personal opinions and then you do something that reflects your personal opinions the audience is going to agree with you so I like I don't care if you know they're paying an influence to do it do it because if your audience already agrees with you it doesn't change anything if they don't agree with you with anything they're just watching you for content um, then you're going to lose views and people just aren't going to do anything. You're probably not going to attract anyone else to come to you because if they're just coming to you for your intellectual value. But all you <laughs> do is make... What intellectual value? Yeah, but all you do is just make like craft bears out of used uh, socks. Who's going to keep watching that just craft because you... Bears? Yeah. Who, who's going to keep watching that if you just say you like Bloomberg? So I, I don't think the grand scheme of things it matters if you're paying an influencer. Just like if you paid Brad Pitt to do a Trump commercial...
0: Fred Pitt doing a Trump commercial? You know... That's funny.
1: If he said, ah, oh, I like Trump, would more people go see his movies? Sure. Would more people vote for Trump? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way it is. It's about that personal content. But there
0: are some people who are so superficial, whatever these stars say, they like, oh, they swoon over
1: it. Don't talk about Warren like that. She deserves more respect. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I wanted to talk to you today about this, um, uh, how do you say his name? It's Han that he's uh created the clearview ai that goes around and looks at does a screen scrape on your social media feeds to get people's faces and then mm-hmm. connects names with those faces and then he's selling the data to
1: oh clearview right yeah
0: isn't that what i said
1: i don't i think you just said startup but yeah, yeah, yeah clearview
0: yeah clearview ai So it goes around and does a screen scrape on everybody's Facebook page or social media, wherever, and then associates names with the faces. And then he's selling that data to law enforcement so that they can do faster face recognition from security cameras and such. Uh, Starting to get sued now over this. um, And they've collected over 3 billion photos at this point from the internet, from Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. But it retains these photos and a database. So this goes to. Most people don't um, lock down their Facebook page mm-hmm. or their Instagram or whatever that tight. Uh, they've got. So anybody that just logs on to your Facebook page, shouldn't say log on, but goes to your Facebook page, you're going to see most everybody's photos unless you've only associated that with your friends list or or something like that. So, so many people are photo happy now with the electronics is the way it is because you don't have to pay for developing, you just post it up on the web. And so he developed a system to do all this and just that that stuff's on your page. And so the AI goes through, copies the picture and then looks in your Facebook feed, for example, and figures out the name that's been tagged that picture. And then develops this profile of everybody's picture so that, again, law enforcement can um, find people more quickly. Mm. And so a lot of people are calling uh, calling this some kind of overreach, uh, bad thing. Um, I don't know, but I know there's a lawsuit getting started against him right now. Um, and Google, Facebook, Twitter, and, well, Instagram is Facebook. Uh, All of them are starting this lawsuit because they say he's robbing content from their sites without permission.
1: The other other thing you got to look at is that that's probably content. uh, What he's doing wasn't in the Facebook terms and services, meaning Facebook could get sued because they essentially allowed him to do that. I'm sure he did cut a slice with them or made some deal with uh, the people. And then um, there's no way that Google, Facebook... Instagram, whatever, could not notice that this like these kind of programs are going around doing things. So I'm sure people were like, "Oh, who cares?" But Facebook never stopped it when they had a chance. So now they're trying to sue this guy and take him out because mm-hmm. it it's probably violates their terms and service that people agreed on, whether they read it or not. It doesn't matter; if they agreed on it, and that's the terms. Yeah. You can't you can't change they, those. Their until.
0: lawyers have all sent him cease and desist orders, but it doesn't stop him from doing it. Well, how, All how, they have
1: to do is just sell it real quick, and then it's not a problem. How,
0: yeah, how does Facebook even know he's doing it? I mean... Well, Facebook can
1: automatically just view and see everything you're doing on your computer while you're logged in. So I'm sure it's not too far to see that. Oh, this is a program. It's not even just like Billy Bob's laptop that's logged in at the library. It's, it's a program that has no user. It's just... You can tell that it's just viewing things in a certain way, and then...
0: Facebook can pick that out?
1: Yeah, I mean, they can... They, they can see your computer when you're logged in. So I, it, they, can, they can do it remotely. I mean, I don't really see the use in it but on a grand scheme, but while you're on it and active, they could do that technically. The moderators Well, it, can. Is,
0: it is spooky uh, that people can do this, and so in the long run, it's a reminder to all of us to lock our social media down, to not have it open, so open that somebody who's not within our friend group or cluster can get access to that stuff but i mean some people i'm sure they want everybody seeing their pictures because they're trying to develop some big social media profile but i want to be an actress yeah so uh but for the rest of us who really don't care about that and just want to look at pictures of the grandkids or whatever then a reminder that you probably should lock that down so people like that aren't pulling your picture your family's pictures down and using it Look, anytime the government gets our pictures and names associated with those pictures is bad enough. We got driver's license that way; um, they're going to use it against us at some point. All governments do that. So yeah, it is the question.
1: Thing. I think it's a bigger question of: Are you willing to sacrifice um, personal privacy for additional safety and ease of everyday life? Yeah. If you're if you're willing to just let the government. And, or corporations know what you're doing where you're at what you're saying all the time and have ad targeted uh bait, you know advertisements at you and all this all those sorts of uh, things out there if you're willing to endure that for a safer tomorrow that that's how it's being sold mm-hmm. if if you want that then great one of the some of the people we pick up for church um, when i go pick them up some of the houses they're like uh duplexes but they're like two-story ones they're mm-hmm. very nice the front lawns you know what's in the front lawns they're like these small uh, light poles that on all four sides have Camera. of the Davenport Police Department on all the lawns. Oh, yeah. It is continually, it says it records audio and visual and heat and all that kind of stuff constantly. Now, I don't know if that's made any difference in that neighborhood.
0: Oh, yeah. Ha- I've heard it has because that neighborhood was like five or six years ago. A constant source of people getting shot, gang fights.
1: So, and now when you go over there, I mean, there's still some dilapidated buildings across the street, but the, in general, the area doesn't look ruined or anything. So the question is, would, is that experience worth That safety for your children—that we can—you once again feel not just because you are technically safe having your kids play in your yard, but we just don't feel that way in our society anymore. Is that protection now feel good? Mm. You know, I don't. I wouldn't. I've always thought, like, when I have kids, do I want to, you know, helicopter parent them? Where when they get a phone and a computer, I have software on it. They don't know that I can literally see everything they're doing. I don't want to do that and ruin things. But at the same time, I don't—not that I don't necessarily trust my kid, but I don't trust other people interacting with my child. Yeah. Now, if I live in a society where You trust the internet, yeah. So, but if I live in a society where the <laughs> government, yes, but the police department is in general can see my kid 24/7, and there's AI to where I—I I know if my kid's walking home or not. And mm-hmm. suddenly, his face disappears on the AI system. A computer goes, "Whoop, whoop, whoop." The <laughs> Theodore Arthur or Showborn has disappeared from our map. And they're all freaking out. Then they go find him. Personally, I am willing. I am willing to live in that society where I give up certain uh, privacy privacy things in my society to live like that. Yes.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to matter. We're all going to get lumped into it.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're all going to die at some point. But, yeah.
0: But we shouldn't die in Florida because we've got another wackadoodle in Florida.
1: No, no, no. You can die in Florida. You just don't want to get killed in Florida. Florida
0: yeah. So this lady, Pamela Carr, who she's 68 and her husband's 73. They've been married for nine years. Um, Her husband wanted to get a separation. And so what's her first response? Shoot him? Nope. Pull out a taser. And then she kept shocking the guy. Just kept recharging the taser and kept zapping him. (laughs) So she's been charged with aggravated... Uh, domestic v- battery. Um, they only say she stunned him several times, but I- I've never been hit with a taser, but I've seen the videos where people go incontinent and all kinds of stuff from being yeah. tased. So I can't imagine a 73 year old dude just getting zap, zap, Don't zap. tase me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but what? I get, well, we say it every week. What is going on in Florida?
1: I don't know. But. Yeah, again, we'll preface we'll preface this for our residents living currently in the great state of Florida. Well, you know, it's not because you're all crazy, but because your laws are stupid. Yeah, pretty much. because so you got that law where the Sunshine Law or whatever it's called, where like every police document is public like within eight hours. So as soon as someone gets eaten by an alligator, then pooped out and someone picks it up and serves it for stew at a local bar yep, that is national news in eight
0: hours. So talking about shocking people, I didn't really, I read this article and I didn't realize this was still going on. So psychiatric hospitals can still force patients to accept shock treatment. One Connecticut patient has been shocked 500 times in five years.
1: That's only a hundred times a year. That's fine. That's like
0: twice a week.
1: Yeah. So what? No, no, no. it's not twice a week. It's uh twice every other week, or so. Right? No, twice every
0: fifty-two weeks in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's getting oh, shocked. So for times Chris- a year? he had a
1: Christmas break. You know, you're a week off for the Christmas, a week off for the summer. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't know they were still doing. Uh,
0: I didn't know they were still doing it, and then these people are being forced to have it done to them.
1: Yeah. Uh, in all my psych, uh, psych classes I've taken, high school and college, uh, this practice, while still accepted in many areas, uh, but in much lower doses and in very uh, d- weird circumstances and mm-hmm. how they do it, it's more for cognitive training than like discipline. They don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. I didn't think this was still like forced. I didn't think you could legally do that. But I guess if you're with some of these like. Asylums, they put you in, or rehabs, or whatever they call them now. So when it, you when you sign into it, you probably sign your your yeah your freedom away.
0: So most recipients voluntarily consent to shock therapy, which is usually, which is typically given for treatment-resistant depression. So you're you're depressed, but you drugs aren't helping you. Mm-hmm. And then with the shock therapy, they get a little better. In 2008, the National Mental Health Association reported that shock treatments tripled. To ten thousand a year, a figure that is frequently reprinted in other news publications. In twenty sixteen, a former associate professor at the University of California, San Diego estimated that shock therapy generates one point eight billion in costs annually, half of which are covered by Medicare. So the government's nice. paying to shock people. Isn't that great?
1: Yeah. Well, I think you should just give everyone a, a tab of acid. If you're if you're in a facility where you're like so depressed that they're shocking you, just give them a tab of acid, um, and then when they are when they come through, just make sure they have an enjoyable experience when they come through. Just say, hey man, how you doing? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. That's where that micro dosing thing. There's people that do that. They just micro dose, where it's like super tiny amounts of uh that stuff. It's kind they, of like Botox. Yeah, I I guess, but they you just get like a little
0: bit of Botox botulism in your eyebrow and it takes the wrinkles away.
1: Well, not even that. It just like has mentally helped people. I saw there was someone that had uh, like schizophrenia. They, they essentially cured his schizophrenia um, from young adulthood to where he's now he's like in his 30s or early 40s or something doing micro dosing mm-hmm. just because he's in one of those families that kind of already had that culture going. And his schizophrenia is like to the point where he, he's he's uh, not sober. What's that word? Um, lucid. Mm-hmm. Like at least 90% of the time Mm-hmm. It's just that when he gets later in the night, when he—that's when he gets funky, and they have to put him to bed. Um, Interesting. Can we pause the show real quick?
0: Yeah, we'll pause. Otto's okay. call. Yeah,
1: give me one second.
0: Okay, so we're back from the Otto phone call.
1: Yeah. Um, so what's the damage? Okay, so he was looking at the damage. He's with his normal cost. He said it's going to be about eleven to twelve hundred bucks.
0: Well, oh, that's a lot less than I thought. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was, well, it was the low ball of what he actually offered for if there was other stuff damaged. Um, the CV joints are broken. They need a new, I don't know. All, yeah, yeah. There's basically everything that was exposed is damaged. They have to do a brake flush, and there's the alignment and everything. Uh, he actually said that my driver's strut is Broken. The spring's broken by like two or three inches. But he's like, it, it's not. It's not. Um, it still functions. It's and it still sits in the the little socket and everything. It's just that it's.
0: It's not actually absorbing anything.
1: Yeah. Well, he said it is. It's just like it's. he said it's just one of the weird things where it's like it still works. It's just technically it's broken. Um. Now that's something you can fix if you want. But you know, I'll fix this and you can get on the road with it. Um. He said it'll probably be like twelve hundred, but. Be, be, with everything with it he was like I'll just if you do it right now I'll I'll tell you um a thousand out the door to fix it and he's like I'll, I'll give you a thousand on that and then if because I was telling him well, is, is it the the struts that are in the springs and everything that are like causing the creaking he's like no that's the ball joint which I didn't you know, mm-hmm. he said he didn't know that until his hit. this same thing happened because on his passenger side the wheel went underneath his car Ugh. and his truck has like 320,000 miles so he's attached to it um, but he said yeah if you hear that creak still you bring it right in and they'll fix it because that's that's the ball joint going on I thought it was the, the strut or something um, and then he said that um, he can't guarantee that with the spring or anything that there's going to be problems that it's going to drive funny or anything mm-hmm. but they'll get that all fixed because um, they have to do a new brake pad or like the brake caliper and hoses and stuff because those will get all dented and then um, if I come back in and i want to get the struts he'll give me like 50% off oh, on the cool. struts and the service and he won't charge me for alignment so QC auto if you want to sponsor the show man here you go <laughs> this is your th- this is your thing a shout out to scott all, of qci auto
0: all 23 of our listeners around all the world. 23
1: of them yeah they're pretty cool so but he he was he was asking me like so does this car actually only have 110 i was like yeah cuz like this is a really hard car to find i was like okay cuz it's the the four cylinder uh-huh. uh version of that Honda Accord, everyone bought the V6, like no one really bought the 4-cylinder mm-hmm. he was like, it's kind of hard to find the 4-cylinder one, but he was like, it, it, you're not leaking any oils, which is 25-year-old car, really hard to find, Yeah, um, he was like, man, you could ditch this car if you want, I wouldn't do it, just because it, you've still got a really good car you're going to pour money into it, but it's still a good car and I'm like, alright, and he said there's no balding any of the tires from it being dragged, which that's good, right on um, so we're going to do that we're just yeah. going to go with it and get it fixed. woo Woo! I like it. I like the way it sits, honestly, when I'm inside of it. You just like the way you look. I guess. It has tinted windows, which helps me drive. Yeah. But anyways, back to the regularly scheduled program.
0: Yeah. Nice little interlude there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Next story is... Man invents flamethrowing trombone that shoots fire, which is kind of redundant to me, but if you've got a flamethrower, it shoots fire. So he's... Uh, if you click on there's a YouTube link on the story note the story there and you he can watch an it.
1: electric car that drives by electricity. Yeah,
0: right. It's just that's <laughs> so I'm just thinking such about re- it, like redundant headline. But it's it's kinda cool. He's um, there's a gif there on the webpage that Manchild's looking at right now with the guy Ooh. with the piano. But as he's playing, it doesn't quite come out with the rhythm when he shoots his uh well, it's just when a, it's he just runs a his slide on gif. the trombone. But when you watch the YouTube video, every once in a while when he slides the trombone out like flyer fire just shoots and it's shooting very far, right? It's
1: Well, he's doing his backyard at night and it's just black and you just see this little yeah, ball of flame and then suddenly he goes yeah, and that's, a huge thing shoots out of it and it lights up everything.
0: Well, it's just kind I'd, of kind of That is really cool.
1: I'd be I'd be kinda of scared to do it though. Uh I think I would do it most definitely. If someone handed it to me to play, I would try it out. But I also i by the off chance I'd probably be the one where uh, it <laughs> it just blows up in my face and I have a new no, I have well, a new aesthetic to my face.
0: Yeah, no eyebrows. No, yeah, no beard. <laughs> so somebody want to ask you about since you're Generation Z. Um, Gen Z. Once again, the Pew Research has done a study of what's important to the American electorate. So I got to blow this up so we can read it. Um but climate change oops, wrong other way, way. Uh, climate change ranks next to last, yeah, on here. So and it's that way across most categories, although it's highest in the 18 to 29 year olds, which is where you um, reside. Um, so the number one thing is the nation's economy, then reducing healthcare costs, improving the education system, defending the country from future terrorist attacks, and taking steps to make social security system financially sound. So those are the top five. Out of all of that, um, at least on the Democratic side of the aisle, I mean, they do talk about, they don't really talk about reducing health care costs, just they're saying that doing a socialized medicine system or a government. Removing
1: pay- the costs whatsoever.
0: Yeah. But the costs are still there. We just get pay higher taxes and nothing the government does ever costs less money. Yeah. So, uh, it's same with the schools. We got to invest more in schools. They say that. And, but they never talk about the military. They're always about defunding the military and things like that. And no candidate on either side of the aisle is talking about any kind of reform to social security.
1: Yeah, well, because so yeah, I don't know. Social Security is the the basket where once it's full, you just scoop off the top of it into everything else, and look, we balanced the budget. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, I can totally agree and see. I, 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 looking at this, is dealing with global climate change is the second to last thing that anyone is really concerned with. It looks like, or is is that that's what that the, is? Or that's is it the just,
0: aggregate of all of. The four age groups here, so they got eighteen to twenty-nine year olds, thirty to forty-nine. So,
1: what does the number represent? Like sixty-eight percent of people on that think it's an issue, or what? What is this?
0: Well, they voted on the top issue. Mm -hmm. So, what this is saying is, um, forty-four percent of people pick this as a top issue.
1: Yeah, but but if you look like by ages, uh, the eighteen to twenty-nine is fifty-two percent. Then, as your age gets up there kind of just hovers around the 41.
0: Yeah. 42 and then mark. again, and you know we talked earlier about who's who's voting on what, and basically you have about 40% of the population is going to vote Democrat, 40% Republican. So what you're really seeing is is that 40% of the US populace really thinks global climate change is a problem that's a mantra for the Democrats. And that's why all the Democrats um, are putting it out there as one of their top priorities, right? Tom Skyer, who made all his money out of oil, but whatever, yeah. I'm going to fix the climate now. Um, I'm learning from my ways. Yeah. But it, it, it is kind of interesting when, when you look at the overall uh, pick, because even a strong economy for 18 to 29-year-olds is right up there, 30 to 49. So that's like the aggregate is 70, 18, 68% of 18 to 29-year-olds, 30 the 49 year olds at 66%, 50 to 64 which is gen x. That's uh 71% boomers, 77% 65 plus basically retirees. So
1: that's kind of interesting is if you're looking at the graph um, for the improving job situation area mm-hmm. um, it is 1829 have the highest where well, the second highest thing about like oh they need better and improved jobs and then the next highest one is 65 plus which I in my head I just view as the social security mm-hmm. grabbers where once you got social security that yeah, they're like to- well I need a better job they, they don't care about the pay they're because they're getting paid they just need a better working conditions versus just sacking groceries mm-hmm. so I don't know this is kind of an interesting chart it's a little weird to look at i would have preferred if it were, everything was just kind of ordered like the 1829 they ordered all the issues in their mm-hmm. in their thing but uh yeah the 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 whole global climate change thing and democrats running for it i think it's a it's a social media problem is yeah. what it is they're looking at what what do people put on social media yeah, but you can go on Turning Point USA, uh, louder with Crowder, even the Daily Wire. They do these things where people go to colleges, and they give them a bunch of statements and political agendas made by. They say it's Donald, or they say it's uh, Donald Trump, and then they're like, Oh yeah, I, I hate that. I hate all those because they say it's Donald Trump. And they say, Well, what if I said those were Obama's policies? Oh well, no, they were pretty good. Then they give them a bunch of Obama quote unquote policies about the environment or something. And then they say it was Donald Trump at the end. And they're like, "Oh well, I don't agree with him anymore."
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's, it, all... it, it's it's all it's all online. Just like if you ask someone individually what they think about politics or religion, they'll give you a very different answer mm-hmm. than the sterilized, um, you know.
0: What I did find, if you look follow the chart across, this is the um, education. So high school or less, some college, college graduate. And so the technically, the more educated you are, the more concerned you are about climate change.
1: Because it's, it's an intellect, it's an intellectual itch, issue,
0: I guess. It's kind of weird. because
1: you have to look at it like oh the CO two or the ozone layer and the holes in those, and those. Who cares?
0: So this the, you fall into this category. So the study finds website, uh, in Britain says, many parents giving their babies outlandish names so they'll stand out in the future on social media. Why? So I mean,
1: Right, but is everyone just assuming that Facebook's going to exist forever?
0: I don't know. A recent survey of 1,700 British parents finds that many may be doing their children a serious disservice all in the name of potential social media followers. In all, 7% of respondents say they've already given their baby a made-up name, and 65% are at least willing to consider such a move. A few examples of these new-age baby names include Jaspin, Elisobel, Renlo, and Mavery. Don't see any names you like? How about Tovin or Evabeth?
1: Jaspin
0: elisobel is that how you would say that E L I S O L elisobel elisobel Bell yeah
1: Renlow uh Renlow isn't that weird I've heard that mavery
0: I've heard mavery before mavery
1: and Renlow Renlow's I thought was a very traditional mm-hmm. name I for me because it sounds sounds tra- Renlow hey my name's uh John Renlow or Renlow John that's just a yeah. name I don't know that, is, that isn't that weird
0: so many parents, when they're design, deciding a new name for their child, are opting for a general gender-neutral name. And 33% of parents said they decided on a name that wasn't clearly male or female. Another popular strategy is taking two names that both parents like and combining them into one hybrid name. About 10% of people did that. Another 9% tried to combine the names of older relatives as a way to honor family. I could see that.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of why you got a middle name, right? Yeah. Like my kids, my first son's name is going to be Theodore Arthur. That's going to be their What's
0: name. What's a girl child say about that? Yeah,
1: she's all fo- fully on board with that Theodore Arthur, um, because I love Theodore Roosevelt mm-hmm. and Arthur Ruff is rough writer. Rough writer. Um, then Arthur is the traditional firstborn son of uh, the Shelbourne family. Has mm-hmm. Arthur as their middle name and uh then the next son beat name um oh what was a dude's name for that movie where he goes to mars it's in the 1800s and he goes to mars and he comes back it's it was a it was a disney movie
0: oh yeah what was
1: that guy's name i feel bad doing this but like what was that what was that guy's name in the movie like the character's name it was uh yeah
0: it was not a critically acclaimed movie
1: yeah i liked it um not Clark, what was it? Something James. Anyways, his middle names will be James. His first name's another name. I feel bad for forgetting that. Um, <laughs> then we have um, Emma Jean, which is Emma's a name she likes, but Jean would be uh, her mother's middle name. And then there's uh, I think it's Lily Ray, which is my mom's middle name, but Lily's a name she likes. So.
0: So you've already planned out the Carter James. Had. Carter. Oh yeah. Carter. Carter. John Carter. That's what I was trying to think of. John Carter. Yeah,
1: so those are the names because we kind of want like five kids or so. Um, Or so.
0: Five kids, give or take five.
1: Whatever God blesses us with. Yeah.
0: Well, if you don't use contraception, he'll bless you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So this is another one of those weird things that's happening that people think, oh, robots are only going to take over for fast food workers and assembly line workers. Yeah. Well, here we have a story out of Bloomberg. Uh, Robot analysts outwit humans on investment picks, study shows. So they've programmed an AI to do investment picks in the stock market, and they're beating out humans now on profitability and how uh, predicting market trends and such like that. So it's just another thing there where... Remember, robots can take over. I don't everything. believe it.
1: I don't believe it whatsoever. Here's why: because NPR Planet Money did a, their their podcast. They went to these three companies, which most of their podcasts are kind of sponsored by a certain mm-hmm. company back door. They went to an AI company, a stock trading company, another company that uh, fought, like it had it was another AI thing that followed news media and they had those companies along with NPR create an artificial intelligence that would follow news media and everything that's going on in the world and do stock picks based off that. So the more people talk about Trump and good economy and they associate stuff like that, the more it would, um, it would keep things and sell things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the more it talked about Trump and associated with bad stuff and, uh, terrorism and all those other things, and this market would drop. It would buy, 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 buy. Well, because most more humans are morons and do the you know buy low, sell high thing the way you're supposed to. They end up doing buy high, sell low because they buy something cuz like oh this is really expensive. I gotta buy Tesla and it's like at four you know thousand dollars and then oh no it dropped to four hundred and twenty five dollars. I gotta sell it now. No, dude, just buy some more. Then it's gonna shoot back up. Whatever. If you're not okay, you lost some money. Big whoop. Um, the computer won't do that. It'll hang on to it until the bitter end. So, but the problem was, the the algorithms never worked. They can't follow it. They they follow. They can't woo. They can't <laughs> follow. Sorry, sorry. They can't follow the uh, inflections and in voices. They can't understand motions or sarcasm or jokes. And then a lot of people post things like "Ha ha! Wish I was dead." on you know Twitter or something. Computer will just say, "Oh, the sad soul wishes he was dead." Well, let's kill him. Make him happy. Bam. Well, he was kidding. You know, because he watched like the last Star Wars movie, he thought wish he was dead instead of burning his eyeballs by watching that. So I don't believe any of this thing. I think this is just made to scare people because they did reporting on like three separate episodes over the course of three years where they tried to use this mechanism and they adapted it. And it doesn't. Well, run.
0: this is a fifteen-year study by Indiana University.
1: Yeah. Whatever. The, the, what their version of robot, right, is going to be some dude saying, oh that was a good decision, do that. That was a bad decision, do that. That was a good decision, do that." It's not AI then. It's not machine learning, which I'm, which is what they're alluding to, is that it's machine learning, but it's not a machine learning. They it's call human them robo analysts. Yeah. So it's it's a human being punching in data, and then a computer, okay, that's good. Okay, that's bad. Okay, that's good. Or humans saying these are good stock picks, these are bad. It's not learning it on its own you set the parameters and then it autom- you know automatically just uh, assimilates it and then starts extrapolating on that and going out and doing its own thing and learning from well, itself well it doesn't
0: the article doesn't say they're perfect but they're more likely to help investors so robo analysts differ from their better known counterpart counterparts of robo counterpart. ad- robo advisors that use logarithms to provide automated financial planning services but whatever their form, skepticism abounds on Wall Street. Opponents argue that the machines are unable to parse nuanced discussions yeah. on earnings calls or have conversations with company management. New Constructs Trainer, that's one of the companies making one of these things, says the opposite is true. Robots can analyze huge amounts of data, including transcripts of conversations, at much faster paces. But as long as there's still people that need human interaction, That need to talk to management and talk about the industry and perform that function for the buy side, the sell side will still be around. Um, So they're they're not going to replace people right away, but eventually we already know, if you read any kind of financial stuff, most of the trades done on stock market exchanges now are all automatic. Um, They have to put brakes on sometimes because the computers can tank tank the markets really fast with all of their buys and selling because they can do it so quickly so i don't know This yep. kind of it's just kind of interesting robots are taking over the world
1: yeah well i mean there's certain things that they won't just like bureaucracy we hate it but then as soon as we see robots start doing government decisions and voting on things it happens an instant you're like whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. you just passed 57 laws and less than a second and no one even knew what the law was mm-hmm. and then now you're shooting and criminating people in the, the the streets you know whoa slow down. But you actually give us a chance to actually slow down and evaluate what's going on so i think in this same instance it's going it to end up being banned yeah. it can be used to assist you but it cannot be used mm-hmm. as the primary as
0: a primary thing sure yeah. so our positive end note this week is uh astronaut christina koch um, she returned to Earth. She's broken the record for the longest mission in state, space undertaken by a woman. Um, I think it was three, three hundred twenty-eight days. There it is. So she spent three hundred twenty-eight days in space, and I think that's really cool. And of course, it's a U.S. citizen, and that's awesome. She's a NASA astronaut. So, kudos to you, Christina Koch. Um, We're proud of you for being a United States citizen, but also a woman out there in space, breaking these kind of records. That's, that's really cool. Go America. Well, that's about it for today. We'll be podcasting from the basement again next week. I'm the old guy.
1: And I'm the man child.
0: Don't forget to cross this stream of consciousness with others as we've done with you until next week. Don't fall up a down elevator.
1: And remember if I don't make it back, it's be, it's because I've been contained in my neighborhood. By the Chinese police.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time. God quarantine. bless you. All. I was thinking the word quarantine. quarantine. That's quarantine. what it is. Quarantine. 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 Take care.